We're your hosts, Alexa and Melissa. Thanks for joining us. Hey, 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 everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode with your Midwest mamas, Alexa and Melissa. Thank you for listening. We're glad you're here. We were so excited to kick off 2021 and have on our show today, Caitlin Henderson. She is a hardworking mama and her daily jobs include homeschooling her kids, being a wife, a mama, a writer, and taking care of things all on their farm, animals and crops. Caitlin shares about just some of her past and her tips and tricks, but she also shares today about her journey leading up to releasing her first book, which is coming out next week on January 19th. Woohoo! It is titled Faith, Farming, and Family, Cultivating Hope and Harvesting Joy Wherever You Are. So Caitlin kind of shares her heart behind that and just the takeaway from it. And if you don't know her yet, we feel confident that after you listen to this conversation, you will want to go follow this farm girl. She's awesome, and we're so glad that we got to have some of her time. So sit back and enjoy the show. Hello, listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Midwest Mamas. And today we are so excited to have on our show Caitlin Henderson. Can you say hi, Caitlin? Hi, thank you so much for having me. We're so excited for you to join us tonight. So for our listeners who might not know you yet, can you please share just a little bit of background about yourself and your family and what you do? Yeah, okay. So like you said, my name is Caitlin Henderson, and I am a wife to a farmer, and we have three little kiddos. They are all eight and under. We're kind of out of the baby stage, but still in the young kid stage. Yeah. Yeah. And my husband, uh, we farm and ranch down here in Kansas. And then I am an author and a speaker and a writer. So our days look a whole lot like we're constantly on the farm and then I'm inside normally on the computer. Uh, We homeschool our three kiddos. So our days are pretty hectic. Yeah. And do you homeschool because of COVID or you've always homeschooled? We have not always homeschooled, but we did start homeschooling before COVID, which was kind of crazy. We started homeschooling last year. So along with farming and ranching, my husband custom harvests. We have our own custom harvest crew, which means we take our combines and our tractors and our semis and all of our equipment. And we travel the country all summer harvesting other farmers' crops as well as our own. So it was two years ago, it was a crazy harvest season and my husband was gone for like eight solid months and we were not homeschooling then, which meant me and the kids had to stay home. And I was like, I can't do this. Something has to change. And we had kind of been praying about homeschooling for a while anyway. And we have several friends that homeschool. And I said, let's just take the leap. And we have never looked back. We, I was, I'll be really honest and say, I was always that mom who said I could never homeschool. It wasn't appealing to me, <laughs> but for our lifestyle and out here on the farm and just being on the road, it has brought us so much joy to our entire family. And we love it so much. I know it's not for everyone, but yeah, I'm now a homeschooling mom. Yeah. And so what 
do you like are they in grades then or how does that just to give us a little more background with homeschooling because you said you have three kids eight and under how does that kind of work okay so well actually our youngest she just turned four so technically mm -hmm. i'm not really homeschooling her she does go to um we live in a really small rural town and actually our church has a preschool so she mm. does go to preschool two days a week and then her older brother is just in kindergarten so when okay. i'm doing his schooling she kind of sits and watches um so i'm not technically homeschooling her yet but she just kind of yeah. tags along yeah, and yeah. Then our oldest, she's soaking it all in <laughs> she's soaking it all in oh yeah and yeah, she loves it um and then our oldest is in second grade but i i have to admit that i kind of cheat because i order our curriculum and I, they just mail me the books and I just go through the books. Like I know there's some moms out there that put together their own curriculum and lesson plans. And that's not me. I ordered the books online yeah. and they sent me the books. <laughs> and that's, Nothing wrong that's with that. It's like. real. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I'm like, you know what? They've already done this. So I'll just pay them to send me the stuff. That's yeah. right. <laughs> oh, fun. And so, and you talked a little bit, so your husband's a farmer and a rancher and what is, like what is the difference between farming and ranching okay so farming is growing crops so we grow wheat milo soybeans uh we did some cotton a few years ago and then ranching is raising animals so the area that we're in because some parts of the country they only raise crops and you won't find many animals like livestock animals yeah and in some areas of the country they don't farm at all they only run cattle or huh. different you know depending on where you're at in the country but for our area most farmers around here farming is the main gig but then most of us have cattle as like our winter job so in the winter is when all of our mama cows are having their babies. And then in the summer is when we're busy with harvest and the more farming side of things, hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Wow. And so and did yeah, you, it's a lot. Yeah. It's so fascinating though. And so did you grow up on a farm also, or did this start with your husband? I did not grow up on a farm. So I grew up in the town that we live in now uh, oh, okay. my husband is i always forget he is either a fifth or sixth generation farmer so wow. it's been in wow. his family i mean he was born on the farm the house that we live in now our kids are the fifth generation hendersons to live in this farmhouse oh, which is pretty goodness. cool there's that is so yeah, cool it's so it's just so neat there's so much history and family heritage and you know Same. He's farming the same uh, land that his, his dad farmed and his grandpa. So his dad was um, killed in a car accident when my husband oh. was 18. So he had just graduated high school and my husband is the oldest child. So at 18 years old, he had to come home from college and take over an entire farm. Wow. And so there's just so much, you know, like we have the old barn down in our yard and there's just so much history and it's really the roots just run so deep, but I did not grow up on a farm. And when I married Jake and moved to the farm 
it was it was such an ungraceful transition because <laughs> they work i mean it's seven days a week you know the cows eat every day right and you know the hours are insane and there's so much stress and it's the money that goes into putting a crop out and you know a hailstorm mm-hmm. can come wipe out your entire crop two days mm-hmm. before harvest and you know you have insurance but that doesn't cover all your expenses and it it is a stressful it's a stressful gambling game is really almost what it feels like sometimes but yeah. it was it was a pretty rough transition into farm life and i talk about that all the time because on one hand it created a really hard few years in our marriage because for my husband, it's not Mm. a job, it's a way of life. You know, it's how he was raised, it's who he is. And then on the other hand, me kind of stumbling really ungracefully into farm life made for some hilarious stories. I mean, we have (laughs) so much content and we can just sit around and talk about those years and all of the things that I did. And it's, you know, I'm just really glad we're past those years now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, and can you talk a little bit, you don't have to go in depth, but just how did you and Jake navigate that then, like your differences, you know, like from you never having had all that experience that that's his life, like, what did you figure out? Like, how, how did it all work out? Yeah, so it was pretty crazy. So I will say it was probably maybe three or four years after we got married. Um, So let me back up. I was raised in the church. I was raised a Christian. Jake was raised um, kind of in the church, but after his dad died, he had a lot of hate towards God. So it wasn't that he didn't believe in God, but he, he thought God killed his dad. And there was just so much anger in his heart and Jesus and church and religion was something we never talked about going into marriage because in college and kind of in our first years of marriage, I had kind of drifted away from my faith. Mm-hmm. And then we had our first child and, you know, you're in motherhood and I just felt like I was losing myself and I mm-hmm. knew what I needed. And I went running back to my faith and that created more problems in our marriage because Jake was like, who are you? Like, this is not, this is not the person I married. We don't, we don't do this. And that created even more problems and more hard times. And then I just kept praying and kept praying. And Jake, finally, he became a Christian. He got baptized. He, his heart really just changed. And I swear, as soon as he came to Christ, it was like all of the hits came at once. So our middle child, Porter, he got, he was two at the time. He got extremely sick and we, the doctors had no idea what was wrong with him. We were flying him all over the country to specialists. No one could tell us what was wrong. They thought he had leukemia. It was, it was the craziest time. And then at the same time, we were in the middle of this huge drought that was destroying all of our crops. Um, I was pregnant with our third child and one day the bank called and said, we think we're going to take the farm. Like, uh, all the crop prices, yeah, all the crop prices had just like plummeted and all of these farmers were scrambling. And it was, I just remember thinking that I was in the wilderness and I felt like God had left me, but Mm. that was the turning point when I was like. 
I don't want to lose this farm. I, I really love this way of life. Like I really love that I can go out my back door and walk around this farm and I can watch the sunset every night from my porch and like just the beauty of this way of life. Yeah. I didn't realize until I thought I was going to lose it, how mm. much I wanted it and how much I loved it. And that all those trials in that time, it was so hard walking through them, but looking back, it just refined us and it made us so much stronger. And I'm so thankful for them because mm-hmm. it, it brought Jake and I back together. And, you know, we, I talk about marriage a lot and because now we're, you know, I'm so thankful to say that we have an amazing marriage and, you know, it wasn't always like that, but all yeah. those trials really showed us what mattered and showed us what was important. And it was, it was just such a turning point in our lives. Wow. What a testimony. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. And so, and you kind of touched upon this with um, your homeschooling, like how your youngest hat goes to preschool. Can you talk, what's a typical day look like then for you and your family on the farm? Yeah. So she only goes to preschool two mornings a week. Um, so all of our days look pretty similar, but in the winter when we're all home and Jake's not on the road, we get up and Jake and I have coffee together in the morning and I will usually have quiet time or read my Bible. Um, our kids used to sleep in, but the last couple months they've been getting up really early. Really? I'm not sure what happened there, but they're really throwing my days off. I'm like, wait a minute now. <laughs> right, I like right. quiet time before you guys wake up and now you're waking up earlier. Um, so we'll do that and we'll have breakfast and we kind of, on the mornings that Finley doesn't have school, we kind of just have a slow morning and Jake will feed the cows and he'll normally take the boys with them. And, um, I normally spend my day inside on the computer. I'm either writing or, you know, working on speeches or if Jake needs my help, I'll go down to the barn and help him or go help him feed cattle. But really whatever our days look like, because there, we really don't have two days that look exactly alike. Um, we're always so together. Like when we are together and Jake is not on the road harvesting, our family just loves to be together. So whatever we're doing, we just kind of do it as a family. So if Jake's going to feed cows, we might all jump in the truck and go or whatever he might be doing. If he's building fence, we'll all just, you know, do it together and which is kind of, you know, it's kind of hectic sometimes, but we get so much time together that we've kind of just learned to, you know, go with the flow because in the summer when he is gone on harvest, you know, there might be times where we go three weeks or four weeks, even um, a couple times without seeing him in person. And so, you know, that kind of makes it even that more special when he is home and, you know, winter time is kind of our, rest and reset time as a family. Mm -hmm. And so you mentioned writing. So you have a book coming out right around the corner here on January 19th, Faith Farming and Family. Yeah. So can you tell us about your book and and kind of like the takeaway and who do you uh, want to read this book? Like, who did you write this book for? Yeah. So I am so excited. This is my first book. Um, which means I have no idea what to expect. And this is such a new (laughs) process and everything. But I'm so excited because really this book is 
whether you live on a farm like me or you are in the heart of a city, this book is for you. Because what I did was I took all these stories from the farm. So like, for, for example, I, in one chapter, used the story of the very first time that I ever fed the cows by myself. And it was right after Jake and I got married and I was terrified of our cows. I mean, they're huge. <laughs> they weigh, you know, 1200 yeah. pounds each and they're not mean by any means, but you yeah. know, they can hurt you on accident or if they have yeah. babies, you know, they're protected. They're yeah. protective. And right after we got married, Jake was so sick. So I volunteered to go feed the cows by myself. And I had pulled in the pasture and I have the hay on the back of his pickup truck. And as soon as they hear the pickup, I mean, they come running because they know it's dinner time. And I have 60 huge mama cows surrounding the pickup. And I open the driver door to get out to unload the hay. And my boots just sink in the mud and I'm instantly like paralyzed by fear. And I actually, what I did, instead of just facing my fear and feeding the cows, like my husband does every single day, <laughs> I climbed on top of the roof of the pickup and climbed over <laughs> onto the back of the pickup to cut like the wrap off of the hay that holds the hay together so that I could throw the hay bale off of the truck. I mean, cause I was so wow. terrified. Yeah. <laughs> so what I do in the book is I take all these stories and some of them are absolutely hilarious and some of them are kind of heartbreaking, but I take these stories and I pull out the root lesson or the biblical lesson. So like in that chapter, it's facing our fears. So you might not relate to having to feed the cows by yourself, but you relate to having to face a fear of yours, whatever it might right. be. Yeah. So in every single chapter, that's what I did. I took a story from the farm, but I pulled out the lesson and there is scripture in every single chapter. And I just, I pulled the biblical lesson out of it. And I found what scripture had to say about maybe whatever situation it was, because each chapter is a different lesson. So we have one on facing your fear, marriage, um, hospitality. I mean, going where God has called mm -hmm. you. There's 17 different stories and lesson, but really mm -hmm. the overall theme is that we can cultivate hope and harvest joy wherever we are and whatever our stories look like that God is writing these stories for us and we can find joy in them, even if they don't look maybe like what we would have thought they would have. So. Mm. Love that. Sounds amazing. <laughs> and as you were writing that, you know, as you said, this is your first book. Was there anything that surprised you during the writing process or that you were like, oh, lesson learned for if I do another book or, you know. <laughs> yeah, so I will say this. I've had a lot of laughs about this, that I have several author friends who I would always hear them talk about how hard it is to write a book and to come up with that many words. And, you know, it's just it's just so hard. And, yeah. oh, man, I, looking back, the first probably like the first nine chapters were a breeze. I mean, I was soaring through them and I was like, I don't know what they're talking about. I mean, this is, yeah. you know, you have your outline <laughs> to go off of. Like I already knew what each chapter was going to be about. And I was like, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think it's hard though. Which sounds, oh, that sounds so stupid saying that out loud, but I'm like, it doesn't, it doesn't seem that hard. And then yeah. I hit about chapter 10 and I was like, I'm going to need to give them the advance money back because I don't think I can finish the book. I'm out of words. My brain just stops. <laughs> I'm like, 
I was like, oh, this is what they were all talking about. Now I'm eating my words. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, next time, next book, I will not be saying uh, how easy it is. Right. <laughs> That's so funny. And it makes me think when I, with our first, when I went into labor, like my water broke and I thought I had a contraction. I was like, well, that wasn't that bad. <laughs> like, I don't know what people like, think like. And then it yeah. just took a real big nose dive. I was like, oh my, but you know, like it's, yeah, yeah. you've experienced it. You're like, well, I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh-huh. That's funny. So not only do you have a book um, coming out, but you also have some videos on YouTube, um, Faith Farming, Farming and Family. And there's lots of videos of you and your family on the farm. So what can viewers expect as they watch these fun videos of your family? And what maybe is one of your favorite ones you've made? Yeah, so we have been having a lot of fun with YouTube lately, which I'm so thankful for my husband because I give him my crazy ideas and he just goes along with it and he lets me do whatever. So we've Mm. been making these YouTube videos because my social media, it really started out about six years ago when I started writing. I started out talking about the farm and telling people like the, what we do on the farm, why we do it. And over the years, God just kind of changed my heart. And now I'm more of a Bible teacher and I, I'll write more encouraging things or biblical principles and things like that more than writing about the farm. So Mm -hmm. our YouTube channel is kind of the behind the scenes of our life. Like it's our life on the farm and it's where you come and you get a look at what our days look like. It's we have so much fun with them and you know for us it feels kind of weird I filmed a video of just us feeding cattle which you know to us we do that every single day but I got so many messages and comments from people who loved it and were like oh my goodness can we have another video of you feeding cattle and I'm like it's gonna look exactly the same I don't know how to make that video different yeah Um, that's funny but I I do think that my favorite video I did one and basically the whole time the camera was on the dash of Jake's truck and we were driving to go feed cattle and we were just having a conversation and kind of introducing ourselves. But the conversations ended up being hilarious and we've had so many comments and messages from that video because people were like, you guys are hysterical. And I'm like, this is just us. We're just a mess every single day. (laughs) So I think like in the video we were talking about uh, last year, we went skiing for the first time and I had never gone skiing, but my husband had before. And I am a total klutz. Um, And my husband was very worried about me skiing and he did not want to go skiing because he was afraid I would hurt myself. He wanted to go to the beach for vacation. Well, we went skiing for vacation <laughs> and he ended up blowing out his knee, like oh. major surgery. Oh it my was gosh. I mean, the surgeon. It was bad. The surgeon said it was one of the worst knees he had seen. Oh my and gosh. so we were talking in the video about how we won't be going skiing anytime soon. And I don't even know what brought it up. And our middle son, who is almost six from the back seat, and he is our, he is our comedian. He piped up and he goes, Mommy made daddy go skiing and they hurt his knee. And I mean, he just, 
they just pop off so many little comments yeah. and <laughs> we're pretty we're pretty just open and real on our YouTube videos and you know we don't try to be something we're not and yeah. we've got you know a little hilarious child who gives us quite a bit of content so yeah that's kind of what you can find on our YouTube it's really the our actual farm life that's nice that. That, that's nice that you get to capture those moments and and mm-hmm. just have those memories living on and that's fun oh yeah they're so fun to look back on yeah we'll have to go check it out awesome and so and before we start to wrap up just one other part that we just kind of want to talk about is your blog which do you still write on your blog or was that more pre when you started your book then because we um saw on your website you just have the blog too and something that stood out to me was you wrote about second timothy chapter three verses two through five so can you just kind of talk about your journey through reading that verse and applying it to yourself yeah so i do not post on the blog anymore as much as i would like to Mm -hmm. just because um you know writing the book i felt like my brain could not (laughs) put any more words out into the world for a while and you know Mm -hmm. getting ready for book launch and everything has been so crazy that my poor blog has kind of um been neglected lately but yes i know what um blog post you're talking about so second timothy three two through five if anyone doesn't have the time to look it up it just says real quick people will be lovers of themselves lovers of money boastful proud abusive disobedient to their parents ungrateful unholy without love unforgiving slanderous without self-control brutal not lovers of the good treacherous rash conceited lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of god having a form of godliness but denying its power So I read that and it really spurred me to write this post because here's the thing, recently in my writing, maybe over the last year or so, I feel like I've gotten more bold, which is something I would never say, Mm. but I'm open and vulnerable, I think almost to a fault sometimes, but I have found that the times where I'm like, hey, this is the real me, I struggle with this too, those are the times that I get the most messages from people who felt related to. Yeah. So I read that verse and I was completely honest. And I said, the, as soon as I read that, I was like, wow, those people sound horrible. Like, you know, and I was super judgmental at first. And then I thought about it and I was like, well, I have, I have some of those qualities sometimes, you know, I can be ungrateful. Mm-hmm. I can yeah. be, you know, I can struggle with self-control. I can be, you know, boastful or, you know, whatever. And I'm like, oh, and so I just wrote that, that, you know, my first thought was not kind. I judged those people. And then I realized, well, I kind of am, I'm that too. I struggle with that too. And I just, I opened up and I admitted that, but I said, because of the gospel and because of Jesus, that's not a condemnation story. It's a redemption story that that, I might struggle with a couple of those qualities every now and then, but that's not my story. And that's not who I am because I have Jesus Mm. and I have that redemption so that those labels fall off of me. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I kind of just opened up about it that, 
you know, I'm not perfect. I struggle too. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I have it all together and that I am this perfect Christian and I have my life wrapped up in this neat little bow because by doing that, I'm not helping anyone. I'm just trying to make myself look better, you know? And Mm -hmm. I feel like if I can open up and be real and it helps somebody else feel related to, then it's worth it for me. Yeah. Word that we all need to hear. <laughs> yeah. So we finally made it to 2021. Didn't know <laughs> if we would or not, but woo. Uh, so um, have you made any New Year re- resolutions? Or if not, have you thought of about things that you might want to, like a goal for yourself looking ahead for this year? Yes. So this is actually the first year that I have not made resolutions. Which, if you know the Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram 3. I am an achiever. I'm type A. I I love planning and goals and, like, all things. I honestly don't know why I didn't make resolutions this year, but I just know. Um, I read the book. It talks about, like, little tiny changes every day instead of, like, setting these huge goals or you know, even these like resolutions and then not really knowing how to attain them. And mm-hmm. that's kind of been more my focus so far. And even late last year of just every day, where do I see an area of my life that I can just do a 1% improvement? Mm-hmm. Not, you know, cause I've been the person before that wakes up one day and says, I'm going to eat healthy today. I'm not going to yell at my kids. My house is going to be spotless. I'm going to be a great <laughs> wife. And I honestly think... <laughs> I honestly think that in one day I will accomplish all of it and never fail. And then, you know, we do that and then we slip up one time and we beat ourselves up so hard for Mm -hmm. it. And so this year I'm just like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to look for areas of my life where I can say, okay, I can improve by the tiniest amount today Mm -hmm. in this area. And if I keep doing that over time, I think I'm going to see more change. Um, but on, I have made goals. Um, I've made, you know, personal goals and things I want to do, but I'm working backwards. So I set the goal and I don't just leave it at that. I say, okay, but what am I going to do every day to get there? Instead of just setting the goal and then walking away, I'm Mm going to write down actionable steps that I can take every day to help me get to that goal. So yeah, that's where I'm at so far this year. We'll see what happens going down the road. I like that. (laughs) But I like too how you are just like, okay, what's one area where I can improve a little, you know, like I think that sometimes, and I mean, I'm guilty of this where I'm like, okay, I have all these areas I need to get better. Like I'm going to do all these grand schemes. I'm going to go on keto. I did that for a day last week. Didn't work. (laughs) You know, so let's focus on like, okay, I could cut out drinking pop, you know, like I could just like one thing at a time. Yeah. And it really, it, it makes it so much more attainable. Mm -hmm. Um, like, I'll give you, for instance, I wanted to be more intentional with how I was spending time with the kids because it's easy for me to get sucked into work. And the next thing I know, I've ignored them all day, you know? Yeah. And it just started with like one little thing of I'm going to take five minutes and just like look you in the eyes and talk to you 
And now over the past couple of months, it's kind of evolved to where in the evening times, we all sit down and we play board games. And I don't even know how we got here, but it really just started with, I need to take a couple more minutes to be present with my kids. Mm-hmm. And so I really feel like putting it into action, I, I'm seeing more results than if I would have said, hey, starting today, we're going to sit down and all play board games together in the evening to spend family time together. I feel like it would have lasted two days and then we would have, you know, mm-hmm. not kept up with it. So it is kind of neat to see how it's actually, you know, changing and affecting our family. Yeah. So cool. Well, and Caitlin, as we wrap up, and we're so grateful to you and your honesty and your time and just kind of hearing about the different parts of your life, can you, just a few more questions, can you share what helps you unwind after a busy day? Because it sounds like you do have some stressful days there, you know, with all (laughs) the cattle and kids and everything. So what do you like to do to unwind after a busy day? This is horrible. I I should probably like give you a good answer, but I scroll Instagram. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? It's I am pretty intentional about who I follow on Instagram, and yeah. you know, I feel like when I get on Instagram, I don't get off of the app feeling worse. I'm you okay. know following friends or people that I look up to. And I think that might be the difference because I know some people, they scroll Instagram and then they fall into comparison or self-doubt or, you know, jealousy. And I think a lot of it has to do with who you're following. And honestly, by the time I lay in bed and scroll Instagram for a few minutes to just unwind and clear my head, I'm too tired to lay there and think about comparing myself to somebody else. I'm just basically mindlessly scrolling to clear my brain and go to bed. I know that sounds healthy. I know you're not supposed to have screen time before bed, but we're being honest here. We all do it. Thank you. (laughs) And do you have since, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, do you have anyone that you suggest that we go follow or someone lately, you know, on Instagram that you're like, oh, they're great for this or someone you really look up to? Okay. I love following Annie Downs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if either of you follow her. Yeah. I love her. She cracks me up. And yes. yeah, <laughs> I love following her. Um, another one is um, Jenny Allen. She is one of my very favorite authors. And she doesn't mm-hmm. post on Instagram stories as much as I would like her to. Yes. <laughs> but when she does, it's just um, so encouraging. So I feel like I kind of... I look up to fellow authors. I feel like I'm trying to scope them out and not necessarily follow in their footsteps, but I see how they're using their platforms to disciple. And I like watching that. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to chat with us. We've loved this conversation. Where can our listeners follow you a little closer? Yeah, so you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Faith Farming and Family, or uh, my website is faithfarmingandfamily.com. I'm very consistent across all platforms. Um, so yeah, and then the book comes out January 19th, and it is it'll be available um, wherever books are sold. That's Perfect. amazing! Yay! So exciting! Read it and to hear about it, and it sounds yeah. awesome. I mean. 
yeah, that you take in your real life and interweaved and, you know, talked about the Lord. So it sounds amazing. Yeah, thank you so much. And thank you girls so much for having me on. This was such a fun conversation. Yeah, thank you, Caitlin. We really appreciate it. And we look forward to supporting you. And we hope this is a good year for your harvest and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, thank you. All right, all right, take care. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Caitlin, for coming on the show. Isn't she great, listeners? We just were so delighted to talk to her, and we're so excited for her new book to release. So, Faith, Farming, and Family coming out January 19th, just around the corner. Literally, right around the corner. So go follow her. Tell her thanks for being on the show. And as always, listeners, we thank you for listening to our podcast. If you liked this podcast, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us us over on social media at The Midwest Mamas and send us a message. We would just love to hear what spoke to you from the show. Thank you and make it a great day.